Hey y'all. So in this episode, I talk about cycles or seasons um, and how we as humans, and more specifically myself, um, kind of our lives or my life rotates around the cycles that I go through, menstrual cycles, seasonal cycles, and cycles or seasons of my relationships with my partner and my relationships with others and my relationship with myself. Um, this has been kind of a revelation in terms of the depth of my awareness of the cycles of my life based on something that has been happening probably throughout my relationship and life, but uh, I only just started thinking about it or processing or uncovering the truth about it maybe this month. And it was very eye-opening for me, and I thought that it would be a really great subject for this. And I hope that it resonates with you. I hope that it gets you thinking about the cycles of your life and the implications in and on your life based on your cycles. And yeah, without further ado, the episode. In this episode, I wanted to talk about seasons, not necessarily seasons of like the year, not like spring or summer or fall or winter, but the seasons and cycles that we as humans either consciously um, participate in or unconsciously participate in. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about seasons. Recently, I was sitting in bed and I was next to my husband and we were both on our devices. He was on his iPad, probably making music, and I was just scrolling through some social media, I forget which. And I was taking a moment out of my mindless scrolling to just take stock of what was going on in that moment. And I was kind of disappointed Right. So I was frustrated that we were on our devices. I was frustrated that we weren't talking or that we weren't connecting. We were just kind of next to each other, um, but in our own separate little world or worlds rather. And this happens to me every so often where or in my relationship every so often where we'll be very intense and very all about each other. We'll, we'll do things together. We'll spend time together. We'll have these really in-depth, awesome conversations. Um, before COVID happened, we would travel and we would, it's just things like that, right? We'd have sex quite often. Um, and then we come into these periods of kind of the opposite of all that, where we don't really spend that much time together. I mean, we're next to each other and we're in the same room, but we're not really sharing the same space in terms of energetically or even conversationally. And I tend to get very upset when this happens. And I tend to go into almost like a disaster mode, like, oh, this is this is going to lead to our downfall and our ruin. Like, we need to talk to our couples therapist about this. Um, which, by the way, <laughs> she's been on maternity leave because she just had a child. She's back. Um, and I told my husband, I'm feeling very disconnected from you. I think that we're slipping back into old patterns and habits. And I think that we should book um, an appointment with our therapist. And so he did that. And then I'm so glad for journaling because it helps me to sort through my thoughts um, and to kind of, it's like I find a thread or I 
feel a thread and in my sweater and I have to just tug on it and tug on it and journaling allows me to like fully unravel to see where um, the end of that thought or process or emotion ends up. And so I discover quite a bit about what my initial reactions are to things by writing them down and thinking about them. Um, I've said this before in different podcasts, but my therapist once told me that the reason journaling is such a great practice for introspection and sorting out thoughts is because we use a different um, part of our brains to write and read. And so when we write something we're using a different process of our brain or a part of our brain to process that. And then when we read back what we've wrote written, then we're also using a different part of our brain. And so while you may be able to understand what your feelings are, which is actually quite uncommon, most people don't understand like, what am I feeling? Am I feeling angry? Or am I feeling sad? Am I feeling disappointed? Am I feeling left out? Am I feeling lonely? We just tend to go into like, I'm angry or happy. I'm excited or, you know, it's just very vague and so most of us actually don't even know what like the shade of our emotion is we might say it's green but what if it's seafoam green what if it's teal what if it's got a little blue in it what if it's midnight um or forest green rather and so journaling allows us to not just use the part of our brain that processes emotion but the part of our brain that writes and reads and so we're using so many more parts of our brains and that allows us to explain things to ourselves better or understand ourselves better and so I was journaling and I got to the root of what I was feeling I was feeling disappointment because we weren't at our summer in our relationship right and in summer it's hot things are sweaty Um, You go outside more, maybe. This is just for me. I feel like in summer I have more energy. I have more um, vitality. I go outside more. I I revel in things more. It's like berries and the food is juicy. There's just so much more life to summer and spring than there are to autumn and fall. But I am aware that we need all of the seasons of the year so that we don't burn out our, our our planet or we don't um, burn ourselves out. You can't go at full 100% summer 365 days of the year because it would just be too much sun. We need, it would be too much on the earth. It would be too much on everything. We need those periods of slowness, of dark nights. Um, we need those periods of introspection. We need those periods of rest. We can't always be firing on all cylinders. That's exhausting. And there is a time for that. There's a time for excitedness and there's a time for um, being outside and doing the adventures and going to the beach and doing hikes. Um, But there's also a time to rest. And in the culture that we're in, rest is kind of seen as not being of use when you rest, you're not creating something, you're not making money, you're not hustling, you're not, I don't know, working. But we need that. Again, my therapist told me, and I've probably mentioned this in um, another episode, but we think of life as this big forest. It's an endless forest. And the job that we have is to cut down all the trees. And so we think, oh my gosh, there are so many trees. Like I just have to keep cutting these trees down. When if you would just stop every once in a while and sharpen the axe, 
you would actually get further doing less. And so that's what I feel. Um, and that is what autumn and winter are. And that we are totally aware of. We know of, we know that. But because we're so adverse to rest, we get depressed in winter. We feel like we're not moving. We feel like we're not um, creating. We feel like we're stagnating because generally we are uncomfortable with the quiet that comes from rest because when we are in quiet, we can hear all of our mental garbage. We can hear and feel our fears. We can um, be in our insecurities. We have a moment to really assess where our lives are. Um, We tend to not see our friends as much in the winter. Obviously, um, the holidays are different, but um, we tend to see our friends a lot less in the winter. At least I know I do. I tend to want to hibernate. And I didn't realize how much I used other people as validation for myself. Like if I went out with my friends, I felt good about myself. Or when I go out with my friends, I feel good about myself because I am validated in that I'm funny and that I'm interesting and that I'm smart um, and that I have things to offer. And I should or I wish that I felt that way about myself without anyone there to have to validate that. Like one day I hope to get to a place and I have little moments of it as we all do but one day I hope to be fully in the place that I can enjoy the time that I have with friends but I don't need them to validate what I feel about myself already I can just hopefully one day feel that about myself that I am worthy that I am smart that I am interesting that I'm funny all these things that I am but sometimes I need to get reminded and Well, oftentimes I need to get reminded. I would love to be able to not have to be reminded so often, to just have that come from within. Anyway, so seasons are really important um, for the planet um, and for us as people because we do need that time to rest. Are we uncomfortable with it? Yes. Does it sometimes make us um, itchy or anxious or depressed? Yes, it does. But, and I'm not talking about people that are like clinically depressed. I'm talking about um, just that general sadness that or um, almost tiredness that happens in the slower months with less sunlight. Um, Depression is its own beast. And yeah, this doesn't this doesn't kind of um, I'm not trying to belittle anyone that has and struggles with that. But we need those times and we're uncomfortable with that. And so that's why we hate it so much. But if we were to just understand that the quiet and the rest and the stillness is needed for us to become whole humans. We can't always live in a land of sunshine and rainbows and everything is great because A, you would get exhausted with that and it would stop being so special. And B, that's just not real life. In order to do that, in order to keep that up, you'd have to lie to yourself about the reality of things. And how many people do we know that are like, nope, I don't, nope, that's not a problem. I don't, la 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 la, I don't see that. And they just sweep things under the rug. Like eventually that rug is going to become a mountain of things that you swept under and you're not going to be able to ignore it anymore. And you might even trip on it. So don't sweep things under the rug when you're, when you're able to notice that you're doing that. And that is the purpose. I'm just going to take a sip. I'm getting very excited. But yeah, that is the purpose. So I found myself in the autumn of my relationship. And just of this month, right? 
Um, and I found myself getting like aggravated with that. And why aren't we talking? And why aren't we connecting? And then I started writing and I realized that sometimes we need to rest and being comfortable enough in your relationship that you don't always need validation that you're doing well. And sometimes just understanding that you are doing well. Understanding that just because we're not having these deep conversations every single day of that we're together for the rest of our lives doesn't mean that our relationship is any less special or our relationship is any less valid or um, enlightening or just a wonderful thing. Sometimes we just need to rest and sometimes we just need to be with each other in the room, but with ourselves as well. And what helped me realize that was the fact that I track my cycle and my husband actually is the one who noticed this first, but now having been, having had that brought to my attention, I am a lot more aware of it. So, um, the two weeks after my period, but before my ovulation, uh, it is summer and spring. I am, I want to have sex all the time. I have tons of energy. I, um... I'm just um, more vibrant, I feel like. I have more ideas and I want to do more projects. I want to cook all the food. I want to, you know, do all the crafts. I want to read all the books. I want to take all of the workshops that I can. I am super attracted to my husband. I'm constantly like, oh, you look good. Or, you know, I just look at him in a, in a very different light of, oh, wow, he's so hot or he's so wonderful. And not that I don't think these things, uh, when I'm not, in the two weeks before um, I ovulate, but they're just very intense and I'm very aware of them. And the two weeks after I ovulate, but before my cycle comes, I'm way more tired. I'm more apt to read a book quietly in bed or, um, you know, have a crock pot meal because they're easier. I give my daughter her iPad a lot more. Um, just because, you know, I don't have that energy. I don't really want to have sex that much. Um, I still kind of want to, but it's nowhere near like every day, 12 times a day, right? It's more like, mm, I could maybe once or twice a week, if that. And that depends on what I've done that day. And that's fine. That is valid. We don't have to be firing on all cylinders all the time. Well, so... The, my question to myself was, why do you expect this all the time? If you know that even you, as a person that has a menstrual cycle, even you know that you vary on 30, because my cycle is 31 days, not 28. Every 31 days, like two weeks and two weeks, and then there's little micro seasons in between those. So why, and you know about the seasons of the earth, so why are you expecting your relationship to be always in spring and summer? And I really thought about this and I really journaled about it and I followed certain thoughts until, you know, I was at a dead end in those thoughts, but in a good way. And what I came to realize is that because of the way I grew up, where um, love and affection were conditional, like, wow, you're you know, you didn't do the dishes today. So I don't, I don't want to be around you or, you know, you didn't listen to me and do exactly as I said. So I, I don't, you don't get to talk to me or I'd get the silent treatment a lot, or I'd get kicked out of my home a lot, um, even just as a child. And so for me, love was never just understood. 
my, the love that I received from people was conditional on me being pleasant. And I only knew that I was loved when there were words telling me so. Because if there weren't words, more often than not, and most of the time, my parents or my caregivers or my um, family members were upset with me. And they made it and they said it that I don't love you right now or I don't like you right now. And so I learned to feel loved when I was being told that I was being loved. I learned to feel love when I got positive um, interactions, when, you know, there were smiles. And so I, you know, I became conditioned as a child to if things are neutral, they're bad. The only way things are good is if they're super effective. Love bombing. I was love bomb. I don't know if you've heard that um, expression where someone will do something bad and then they'll feel bad about it or they'll try and manipulate. Sometimes um, sociopaths and um, narcissists will use this. And they'll love bomb you like, oh my God, you're the greatest. They'll send you gifts and they'll tell you how great you are and they'll want to spend all the time with you and they'll be really fun. Um, and then they'll like stop that. And so love bombing is horrible for your mental health, um, especially if you're a child growing up in a love bombing environment. And so I find that this unconscious belief about the fact that if my husband and I aren't fully connected all the time that we have if we're not in constant contact if he's not constantly telling me that I'm wonderful and that he loves me and that he's thankful for me then I think that he is not and I'm 35 years old 35 and a half and this to me was a revelation because my husband loves me my relationship while it is not easy it is wonderful we work very hard. We go to therapy. We consciously um, communicate with each other. We are always checking in with each other in terms of like, hey, I'm going to do this or hey, I was thinking this. You know, we have respect for each other. And I know in my heart and in my thinking mind that we love each other. So why am I repeating these? Un well, I know why, but I find myself repeating these things not even knowing the root of why I do them. So now um, journaling is amazing. I'm, I'm looking through my journal and I'm going, you know what? I don't always have to be told that I am loved. I don't always have to be told that I'm this or that. I don't need that for my friends. That's what a burden. Like what a burden to always be like, hey, are we friends? Hey, are we cool? Hey, I love you. Like just be friends. Just be and enjoy each other's company. And the same thing for my husband, my partner. Can we sometimes just be together without this giant stage production and fireworks of affection for me to understand that I am loved? Yes, I'm I'm well, I hope I'll let you guys know in like two months if it worked or more. Probably I would just well shut up about it and never talk about it again. But I want to be able to be in the autumn and winter of my relationship, of my my relationships, of myself and be okay with that. Obviously, I don't want to stay in autumn and winter all the time. Like I don't want us to just be disconnected all the time, but I'm trying to be better about getting comfortable with the silence and with the with the more reserved, more um, restful, more quiet times that I spend with others, but specifically with my partner. 
because my partner has told me, my husband has told me in therapy, sometimes it feels like if I just take a rest for one day, then all of the things that we've done or that I've done leading up to that were for nothing. Like you don't see this whole, these, all of these years of me showing you that I love you because as soon as I'm tired and I need a day of rest or I need a week to rest or I need a month to rest, um, you immediately think we're on the disaster train and that and all the things that I worked so hard to help build up are just completely crumbled because I need to take a break. And he told me that that was exhausting. And that that sounds exhausting. And so I'm gonna try not to do that. I invite you to maybe look at the cycles, especially if you're a person that menstruates, like look at your cycles and start tracking how your energy is on the two weeks before you ovulate and the two weeks after. And if you don't know when you're ovulating, I'm going to do another podcast on that. Um, So look out for that. But notice maybe the two weeks after your cycle and the two weeks before your cycle Notice what your energy is like, what your thoughts are like, what, um, what your moods are like, what your work output is like, what you do for fun. And I guarantee that you will find out so much about yourself if you haven't already. And this also works for um, people that don't menstruate. They just have a longer time, right? So people that menstruate are on a moon cycle. It's 28 to like 32 days. And we go through mini cycles every 12, 13 months, right? Every month-ish, we go through our own little um, seasons. And people that don't um, do that or never menstruated barring some, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to say man and woman, but again, um, you don't always, you're not always a man if you don't menstruate and you're not always a woman if you do. So, um, yeah, those people that don't have the ability, uh, or the, um, sexual organs to, um, menstruate, they are on a solar calendar. So we think of this as yin and yang. Yin is the moon, yang is the sun. And so, um, people that don't menstruate, they will be on a sun calendar. So they still go through their, um, falls and winters, but it's more seasonal, like, like the actual seasons where it's darkest on the winter solstice and it's lightest at the summer solstice. So, I invite you to, whether it's monthly cycles or yearly cycles, pay attention and then see how you can honor that, how you can sit with that, how you can grow from that knowledge and how you can stop fighting to always hold on to summer when we need autumn and winter. Feel that in your relationships with others and with yourself. Let me know how that goes because for me, it has been a revelation. It's been a paradigm shift and this shift has come slowly. I have maybe in the past three years become become very attuned to my cycles and how they affect me. Um, I've become attuned to how the seasons affect me, but I never thought how my relationships had their own seasons. And to me, I can't wait to see what I learn more in terms of this like cycling of self. And I can't wait to see, but right now for that, for me, that relationship one was just like, wow, 
I can be in autumn. I can be in winter because I trust that spring and summer will come because they have come. I've been with my partner for 12 years. They have come every year. And so why is this year different? Why do I fight it? And I mean, I've already done, it's been 25, uh, 23 minutes of me telling you why. I just have to keep reminding myself. So yeah, um, loving the feedback that I get from everyone. So if you learn anything about your cycles, I would love it if you shared. It's so wonderful to me to hear how the podcast has impacted you or made you think or made you appreciate. And again, if I have offended you with my terms of masculine and feminine or um, menstruating people and non-menstruating people, I apologize. And I am very open to a different way or different languaging or phrasing of the language. So if you hear something and you're like, "Mm, that's not the way we say it now, then please let me know because I would love to grow from, I would love to grow in general and I would love to be able to be more inclusive in my language. So yeah, um, enjoy your autumn and happy spooky season, everybody.